Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. At Kip Mead's house at Malibu Beach, the preparations had been made for the reception of Lisa Fenner's baby. The room Lisa formerly occupied had been converted into a temporary nursery. The dainty bassinet was ready... All the medications and supplies necessary to the care of a new baby had been bought and laid in readiness by Mrs. Kingsley. She'd remembered everything, even an electric bottle sterilizer and a set of sterile white gauze masks. Now, while Paul Cromwell's chauffeur is driving Mrs. Kingsley into Los Angeles to the hospital in Paul's black limousine, Kit and Paul are driving in the smaller car. Oh, it's a beautiful day, isn't it, Paul? Is it, Kit? I, I really hadn't noticed. Well, I don't see how you could miss it. So clear and bright. Don't you like it? Well, all this sunshine does seem a little mm, obvious occasionally. <laughs> oh, you're just in a dismal mood today. What's the matter? I should think you'd be excited, happy. Why on earth should I be? Well, everything we've been planning all this time is coming out just as we hoped, for one thing. In a few more hours, we'll be back at the beach. Lisa will have given me the baby... I'm sorry to cast a gloom over things, Kit, but I can't quite share your exhilarated frame of mind. Uh, you're not very flattering. Flattering? Well, I don't quite follow you. Well, after all, this whole arrangement about Lisa's baby, as we agreed, was the first step toward the future we've talked about for months. But good Lord, Kit, have you forgotten everything we've talked about at lunch the other day? All the mix-up about the papers... The fact that Bill and Fenner both have to sign the adoption papers before you can have legal custody of Lisa's child. Oh, that. No, I haven't forgotten. But I'm not a defeatist, either. I haven't given up. I'm sure there's a way. Well, even assuming you can think of a means to get around all that. There's still another problem. <laughs> all right, if you're determined to be the phantom at the feast, let's have it. What other problem is there? Dr. Gordon. Well, what about him? He doesn't understand all this, you know. All he's been told is that Lisa doesn't want to see a child. Has some idea of giving it up for adoption. He doesn't know you're involved. Oh, I wouldn't worry about the doctor. But we just can't walk off with this baby as if it were a pound of tea we'd bought at the grocer's. These things have to be handled properly. Dr. Gordon's been very concerned about Lisa, worried about a decision. You're determined to look for trouble, aren't you, Paul? Not at all. I simply don't want to be left out on a limb. I think that's natural enough. But what makes you think you will be? We've talked it all over. You know what we've planned. Lisa's made up her mind, which was the most important thing. Now all we have to do is work it out from there. You surely can manage to reassure Dr. Gordon. Oh, perhaps. All he has to know is that the baby will be brought back with Lisa. That he'll be well taken care of. And he will be. If Dr. Gordon wants to think that Lisa will be overcome with maternal affection later, well, let him think so. Yes, yes, of course. But I don't like it. 
I don't like the whole thing. Besides, what... Well, what sort of protection have I? If something goes wrong, I'll be the one to suffer for it. But nothing's going to go wrong. There's no reason why anything should. All you have to do is keep Lisa contented, happy, until we can manage to settle a thing legally. <laughs> you make it sound very simple. I had no idea you were so capable of so much determination. Perhaps you've never observed me before when I was wanting something very much. Perhaps not. Sometimes I wonder just what it is that you do want so much. Sometimes I think to think you... I, I, I think the thing you're chiefly concerned with, Kit, is the child. But everything else we've talked about is simply incidental. I do want the child very much. I admit it. But I wish I knew why. Why you're so determined. Don't worry, Paul. You'll know when the time comes. They lapsed into silence then, while Paul devoted himself to driving the car through the heavy city traffic. Kit rested her head back on the leather cushion. She was thinking... Yes, Paul. You'll know when the time comes. Maybe you'll be surprised. Bill, I keep remembering that dream I had the night of the accident. Bill was so happy in the dream, the way he used to be before we were married. Laughing, tender, the way he used to be. Bill will love having a son. He'll be proud, proud of me, too. He'll never leave me now. Not if he has a son. Oh, if Paul knew how I feel. But he doesn't know. And everything will be taken care of by then. We'll have the papers signed somewhere. The main thing is the baby. I've got to have it. I'm going to have it. In a few minutes, they had arrived at the hospital. Mrs. Kingsley and Max were already there sitting in the parked car. Kit waited anxiously while Paul went up to talk to Dr. Gordon in his office. Good afternoon, Dr. Gordon. Oh, Mr. Cromwell, I expected you'd be in. Yes. This is the day, isn't it? Uh, how is Mrs. Fenner today, Doctor? Well, Mr. Cromwell, I, I'm still not satisfied with her frame of mind. No? Is she disturbed? Mm, she still insists she doesn't want to keep her baby. Really? Oh, I... I thought our little talks with her might have taken a tick by now. That possibly she'd have changed her mind. Yes. Yes, I've been hoping so too, but it's very odd. She seems to be determined. And she offers no explanation. Oh, I see. I wanted to talk to you first, but... Under the circumstances, there's really not much I can do. I'll just have to get in touch with one of the agencies which take care of these situations. Uh, excuse me, Doctor. I, I've been thinking it over ever since I talked with you last, and I rather thought this might be the case when I came in today. So I made plans accordingly, on the basis of your suggestion. Yes, Mr. Cromwell. You remember your suggestion, Doctor, that uh, if Lisa were in a more natural environment with the child, uh, having the responsibility of its care, uh, with assistance, of course, uh, she might develop the natural maternal feelings. Yes, that frequently does happen. Well, 
On that basis, I have made the arrangements for taking Mrs. Fenner and the baby back down to the beach. All the preparations have been attended to. I told you Mrs. Kingsley, the housekeeper, is a very efficient woman. She's had experience and seems to be confident that she can manage. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm sure she's quite capable. I give her the funds, of course. Told her to buy everything necessary for the baby's care. She seems to have provided her very well-equipped nursery. Well, uh, excellent. I think you've been very sensible. It seemed to me as if it'd be worth a try in any case. Exactly. And we'll hope for the best. It's not at all unlikely that Mrs. Fenner's whole perspective will change when she sees the child every day, watches it develop. I'm glad you approve, Doctor. Oh, I do. Yes, indeed. Uh, now, be sure and keep in touch with me, Mr. Cromwell. Let me know how things turn out. I will, Doctor. Uh, Mrs. Kingsley is waiting downstairs. I, I'm rather at a loss about these things. Just what is the next step? What do I do now? <laughs> That's right, Mr. Cromwell. I keep forgetting this is all a new world for you. Well, there's a bachelor I've led a rather sheltered life, you might say. <laughs> well, it's very simple, really. If you'll send Mrs. Kingsley in, I'll give her full instructions. Send her now? Oh, the nurse will bring her down as soon as everything is ready. Is your car parked at the side entrance? Uh, that's the way they'll be coming down. No, no, it isn't, Doctor. Perhaps I'd better see to that, and I'll have Mrs. Kingsley come in and talk to you. That'll be fine. I'll take her up to the nursery and see that everything goes smoothly. Well, Doctor, I seem to be constantly in your debt. You've been most helpful. I'm sure Mrs. Finner appreciates it as much as I do. It's quite all right, Mr. Cromwell. I've been very interested in this case. And I'll be sure you let me know how it turns out. I'll expect to hear from you. And if things go as I hope they do, Mrs. Fenner will end up by being devoted to her baby. Yes. Yes, I'm sure she will. Dr. Gordon had gone to the door with Paul. Now he stood watching the man's tall figure as he strode down the corridor to the elevators. He was thinking what a fine, considerate chap Cromwell seemed to be. So devoted to Mrs. Fenner. So concerned about bringing her and her newborn baby boy together. But what Dr. Gordon doesn't realize is that the very opposite is true. That Paul, at Kit Mead's insistence, is devoting himself in every possible way to keep Lisa away from her child. To strengthen her in her resolution to turn the baby over to Kit. 